Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, June 3rd, 2020, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Heaven is for real, and hell is too. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit take over from this point on, Lord God, and everything that be said and done be said and done in the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit. This is your show, Lord. It is not mine. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. And my friends, we all ask it. And pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, please allow me to first put you in remembrance of a few things that will set the stage for today's show and at the same time vividly apply to the very hour in which we now find ourselves living in. Here at 11.59 and split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of mankind, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. With that said, let us begin by taking a step back in time to November 2nd, 2016. Just one week prior to the election of President Trump upon where the Lord God, by way of his Holy Spirit, inspired a Streams in the Desert live show that would reveal that if Donald J. Trump were to be elected president, that it would be by the hand of the Lord God bringing it to pass. For such a time as this, the Lord God, by way of his Holy Spirit, impressed upon my spirit that he was appointing President Trump as a modern-day King Cyrus. 
Cyrus, the great king of Persia, or modern-day Iran, as he was known, was the king that was appointed by God to free his people from their 70-year Babylonian captivity. When he conquered Babylon, he allowed the captive people, the Jews to be exact, to return to rebuild the walls and the temple in the city of Jerusalem unto the Lord God of heaven. Though King Cyrus, my friends, was a man of no particular faith, used God used him for his glory in the freeing of God's people so that they could return to worshiping him at Jerusalem. To seal the deal, these words were recorded in Second Chronicles chapter 36, verse 23. Thus saith King Cyrus of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth has the Lord God of heaven given me, and he has charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? The Lord, his, the Lord his God be with him, and let him go up. As it is further recorded in, in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 1 through 3, that the Lord God truly did call King Cyrus for such a time as this, to free his people so that they may return to worship him at Jerusalem. For it is said by the Lord God himself, beginning in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 1, quote, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before him, I will go before thee, the Lord God said, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I, says the Lord God, will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, I am the God. Of Israel. My friends, with that said, it is the same call that has now been placed upon and bestowed upon the life of President Trump here today for such a time as this. Here in this last hour, in the day that we now find ourselves living in, so that God, God's people of today, can do what he has called us to do here in the time of the New Testament in which we live, which is to worship the Lord God by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, who there again is none other than the Lord and only Savior of all mankind and whose name is Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us that God seeks a people to worship him in spirit and in truth, which is to say, by way of the indwelling power, working, and anointing of His, capital S, Spirit, or in other words, His Holy Spirit, and 
in truth, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. For the Lord Jesus tells us in John chapter 14, verse 6, that he, Jesus Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes unto the Father except by him. Now, moving forward to November 3rd, 2019, upon where the Lord God, by way of his Holy Spirit, whispered into my spirit the yearly mandate, of which the Lord God, somewhere between summer and fall, has for the past 16 years bestowed upon me a yearly mandate for the year at hand. This yearly mandate is to be made known first to the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, in other words, to the church that belongs to him, as well as the world at large for the upcoming year. On this particular day in November of 2019, the Holy Spirit softly spoke to me just a little after 1 a.m. in the morning as I was preparing to go to bed. He simply said, The mandate for the upcoming year of 2020 is that 2020 will be the year of the unknown. Now, once again, moving forward into the new year of 2020, on a certain day at the beginning of the year, as my husband, Pastor Tom, and I were in our morning prayer, the Lord God told me to begin to specifically add praying against chaos, and confusion in our morning prayer lineup on a daily basis. From January 2020 to June 3rd, this very day, 2020, the Lord God has shown us that this year truly and most definitely thus far is, has been, and will continue to be the year of the unknown. And my friends, the year is only half spent This past Sunday, May 31st, 2020, marked the annual biblical celebration of the day of Pentecost. As my husband, Pastor Tom, and I prayed our morning prayer, the Lord God spoke these words to me and through me by way of his Holy Spirit, which are for all who plan on making heaven their eternal home. This proclamation made by the Lord God on the day of Pentecost in 2020 is, quote, only those who are filled with the indwelling power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit will survive the last leg of this trip. With the stage now set, let us dive right into our first piece of the day, which is brought to you by Mr. Michael Schneider, as seen two days ago, June 1st, 2020, on his website, theeconomiccollapseblog.com, and is titled, The Horrifying Civil Unrest We Have Been Warning You About Is Here. And America is literally coming apart at the seams, of which Mr. Snyder thusly begins by sharing, For a very long time, many of us have been loudly warning the American people that this was coming. The mainstream media and many of our national leaders have been fanning the flames of hatred, anger, frustration, and division on a daily basis for many years. 
And it was just a matter of time before we witnessed an eruption of violence of this magnitude. Over the last week, he says, we have seen protests in at least 145 different U.S. cities. The reports of rioting, looting, and violence are coming out Coming in, he says, so fast that it is literally impossible to keep up with them all. Mr. Schneider states, at the time of the writing, my friends, of this piece, which was there again, June 1st, 2020, so far, at least 40 U.S. cities have imposed curfews. The National Guard has been activated in at least 15 states, and at least 4,100 people have been arrested. He goes on to say that on Sunday night, the violence in Washington, D.C. became so alarming that President Trump was actually rushed to a secret bunker under the White House. Agents reportedly rushed Trump to the Presidential Emergency Operations Center, or PEOC, which was used after the 9-11 terror attacks and is equipped with secret tunnels on Sunday night. Trump was moved to the bunker before more than 50 Secret Service agents were injured during the sixth day, or sixth night rather, of violence promoted by George Floyd's Monday death, the New York Times reported. It is located in the it is located in the ground below the east wing of the White House, but its exact placement is kept secret. To me, says Mr. Schneider, it is absolutely crazy that the rioters are being allowed to injure one Secret Service officer after another. He continues by stating, it just shows how much things have changed. When I worked in the D.C. area many years ago, he said, there was a tremendous amount of respect for the White House, and everyone understood that anybody that tried to mess with the White House would be dealt with severely. In those days, he says, anyone that attacked a Secret Service agent would have deeply, deeply regretted doing so. But now we are apparently allowing our Secret Service agents to be kicked, punched, and exposed to bodily fluids. Mr. Snyder further states that through Saturday and early Sunday morning, more than 60 Secret Service ununiformed division officers and special agents suffered multiple injuries from bricks, rocks, bottles, fireworks, and other items hurled at them. Secret Service personnel were also directly physically assaulted as they were kicked, punched, and exposed to bodily fluids. The agency said a total of 11, there's that magic number 11, my friends, 11 were injured, 11 personnel were injured and transported to local hospitals and treated for non-threatening injuries. My friends, the number 11 sometimes is a code word. To what it means to at any given time can be many different things. So keep that in mind. Next, Mr. Snyder asks the question, what in the world is happening to this country? He then says, in addition to these horrendous acts, the peaceful protesters in D.C. decided that it would be a really good idea to deface the Lincoln Memorial and the National World War II Memorial. 
the iconic Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. and the National World War II Memorial are among the landmarks in the nation's capital that were vandalized amidst weekend, amid weekend prote- protest and defaced with graffiti. In the way... In wake of the in, in wake of last night's demonstrations, he says, easy for him to say, there are numerous instances of vandalism to site uh, to sites, he says, around the National Mall. The National Park Service for the National Mall said in a tweet on Sunday, along with photos of monuments covered in graffiti. Mr. Snyder then states that this isn't about George Floyd anymore. He then states the obvious when he says, at this point, the protest has been taken over by radical leftists that are seeking to use this crisis as an opportunity to promote violence, and others are simply taking advantage of the cover provided by these protests to commit crimes that they wouldn't normally be able to commit. For Example, he says, the looting that we have been witnessing in New York City has been unprecedented. In New York City, despite clashes in lower Manhattan, police seemed to abandon much of the island to looters, who ransacked some of the most valuable retail real estate on the planet. Best Buy, North Face, Coach, Cade's Kate Spade and Apple. He shares that after 10 p.m., rioters in Union Square ignited boxes outside the Strand bookstore. They were ca- they were captured on video smashing the windows of a Walgreens pharmacy and looting a GameStop store. In Chicago, the looters have been hitting store after store in broad daylight. In Chicago, there was plenty of looting in broad daylight. A drive from the Loop to the city's deep south side saw nearly every block featuring a, feature a at least feature at least one battered business. One beat cop bemoaned to the Daily Beast, "Quote: These aren't." protesters. They are opportunist. They are just destroying and looting because it is the cool thing to do. Whoa, hold the press, my friends. I beg to differ with that statement. These people are recruited by the terrorist group Antifa, along with Black Lives Matter group, all of which are funded by George Soros, the self-proclaimed destroyer of America, of which I might add that I have brought to you much information on over the years on many of my past broadcasts. As have others, my friends. In light of that statement, listen to what Mr. Snyder had to say when he shares Does this not sound exactly like what I have been warning my readers about for years? He continues by saying, if you do a a search for civil unrest on the Economic Collapse blog, you will get 13 pages of results. He says, if you do a search for writing, you will get 
11 pages of results. And if you do a search for looting, he says, you will get 10 pages of results. He then says, in reference to one of his past books, why do you think that I included these sorts of violent protests in the beginning of the end? Needless to say, it wasn't just to entertain the readers. Mr. Snyder continues by stating, I have been endlessly warning that these things were coming, and now they have arrived. He says, Others have been loudly sounding the alarm as well. For example, former police officer Marty Breeden shared the following back in April. I saw, I saw of our large metropolis, he says, I saw many of our large metropolis areas. Let's start that over again, my friends, right here. I saw many of our large metropolitan areas in complete and total chaos. This is a word from the Lord. I must get it right, my friends. I saw many of our large metropolitan areas in complete and total chaos. It was absolute insanity. Rogue gangs banding together and creating absolute havoc. Looting, rioting, murdering, People running for their lives. I saw great fires on both large and small buildings. The violence was staggering to my mind. My friends, did I mention he's an ex-police officer? That is a very strong statement. The violence was staggering to my mind. Unfortunately, says Mr. Snyder, and so say I, my friends, this is just the beginning Later in this piece, Mr. Snyder continues by sharing what is actually happening is our country is literally coming apart at the seams. And a lot of us have been warning that this would happen for many, many years. Of course, he says, these riots come at a time when our nation is already dealing with a huge global pandemic and a historic economic collapse. The following, he says, comes from the Seattle Times. America experienced a wave of burning cities in the aftermath of a racial killing in 1968. America was hit by a pandemic in 1918 that killed even more people than the 102,000 who have died of the coronavirus. America was battered by a Great Depression in the 1930s and laid low by a Great Recession just a decade ago. America has never experienced all of this kind of turmoil in the same moment. It is more than the system can bear and people grieve for the country. Picking up where he last left off, Mr. Snyder then states, as I have warned my readers more times than I could possibly count, we have entered the time of the perfect storm and global events are going to continue to accelerate. He says, and so say I, my friends, just when you think that one crisis has passed, something else is going to happen. We are going to witness one major event after another, 
And everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Mr. Snyder states, of which I totally agree with, anyone that has been surprised by these riots hasn't been paying attention. We have been warned over and over that these things were coming, but most of the country did not want to listen. Now that the economy has collapsed, he says, a deadly pandemic is sweeping the land and riots are breaking out in most of our major cities. Hopefully, more people will start to listen. Because the truth is that time is running out for America. And there is no future for our once great nation if we stay on our present course. And on that mesmerizing note, my friends, we will be right back after the break so that we can continue our trek through heaven is real, hell is too. Thank God for the daylight. I spent a long time in the dark, felt good saying goodbye. Waking up to a brand new heart. And if you're sleeping like I used to be In a grave that holds you tight There's a savior calling mm-hmm. Promising a brand new life He's saying Wake You like your new name Oh, welcome to the kingdom Yeah, we all feel that way So if you see somebody sleeping like The way you used to be Tell them about the Savior And a little thing called free Go ahead and say song that just came out May 20th, 2020. Wake up, sleeper. 
My friends, at the end of Mr. Snyder's piece presented just before the break, he's, he said in part, quote, the truth is that time is running out for America and there is no future for our once great nation if we stay on our present course. With that said, if you recall, he also mentioned something about the perfect storm that went like this, quote, as I have warned my readers more times than I could possibly count, we have entered the time of the perfect storm, and global events are going to continue to accelerate. What Mr. Snyder was referring to is a piece that he wrote on November 24, 2019, titled Michael Snyder's Warning to America of which I would now like to share with you, my friends, and opens with something that Mr. Snyder alludes to, uh, alluded to, rather, in his last piece, when he opens by stating, if America stays on the path that it is currently on, the end of America is going to come more rapidly than most people would dare to imagine. This is a message that we have been sharing on television, on radio, and with millions of readers over the years, but most Americans seem quite content to remain in a state of deep sleep. Wake up, oh sleeper, my friends. That was a perfect song. Mr. Snyder continues by sharing, unfortunately, the elements of the perfect storm are rapidly coming together, and time is running out for this country. He further stated, instead of repenting and turning back to God, just about every form of evil that you can possibly imagine is absolutely exploding in the United States, and we continue to run away from God as fast as we can. He then says, there is only one way that this is going to end, and we have been warned about the things that are coming over and over again. We are moving into a time when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The global financial system is on the precipice uh, of utter disaster, he says. We are witnessing great civil unrest and political shaking all over the world. The drumbeat of war grows louder and louder. Weather patterns are going absolutely crazy. Seismic activity is on the rise all over the planet. You have to remember, he wrote this back on November 24th. 2019. Look at all that's taken place here, my friends, in the year of the unknown. He continues by stating, and so say I, my friends, as global events accelerate, people all over the world are going to be looking for answers, and there will be a great deal of confusion. That is why the Lord told me to pray against chaos and confusion. The chaos is in the streets. We can see that. And the confusion is in the minds of the people who are living in darkness, not in the glorious and victorious light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not knowing which way is up, my friends. Confusion is growing 
steeper and steeper every day in the minds of the people walking this earth, and especially in these United States of America, because they have totally been thrown out of their comfort zone. Mr. Snyder continues by saying, we, referring to him and his wife, and I accept this as me being part of that as well, my friends. We intend to be a beacon of light during the perfect storm, and we hope to point millions to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With that said, my friends, we will end Mr. Snyder's piece with a statement of which I believe comes from the very heart of him and his wife when he says, we wish that there were lots of voices sharing this message all over America, but unfortunately, there are relatively few. To that, all I can say, my friends, is Mr. Snyder, there are many that the Lord God has called to bring the end-time message that it is truly 11.59 and split seconds just before the imminent return of our Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ. My friends, the very Word of God tells us that God wishes that none would perish, but that all would come to the saving grace and knowledge of his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, and is the perfect segue, my friends, into our last piece of the day, which was written by Shannon Munyard, dated September 27th, 2019, for Christian, not Christianity, but Christian Today online publication, and is titled, Heaven and Hell are Real. And we're going to one of them. Of which Miss Shannon begins by sharing, the other day I found myself talking to a bunch of 16-year-old girls. The conversation started out quiet. I asked them about their faith and what they, and what they believe in. Shannon then says, that day I pushed myself to be a lot bolder than what I am comfortable with. So when a few of the girls mentioned that they weren't really into anything, I pushed myself to ask the question, what will happen to you when you die? She then states, there was silence. And then the answer I hear all too often, quote, I've never really thought about it. The writer then speaks of a painful reality when she continues by writing, the topic of salvation makes a lot of people squirm in their boots. And I get it, she says, just before going on to say, in a somewhat facetious tone, if you are not confident about where you are going after you die, whether that be heaven or hell or a butterfly on earth, then there is an assumption that once you start to ask those questions, you might be you might become quickly overwhelmed. Shannon then states, I get shivers when I read scripture about eternity. And I've come to understand that this is okay for me. There is a holy fear in salvation. But this fear should be causing us to press in more 
to discover the truth about it rather than passively ignoring its existence. She then says, in a society where everyone's right and no one likes to accept the fact that there are corrects and incorrects, she states, I'm standing out on a limb and stating that heaven and hell are real. The writer then continues by sharing, I love the idea that perhaps hell doesn't exist or that everybody's religion could be right for them. Or if you're a good person in this life, that you'll go to heaven. But, she says, the more I read the Bible, the more I know this just isn't true. In all of my idealistic hopes for eternity, I simply can't stray away from the fact that heaven is real and hell is too. And we're going to one of them. Miss Menyard then states, whilst there are pictures in our minds of what these two places may look like, we can see clearly in the Bible that the reality of those places is something of utter significance. She continues with these words, quote, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats uh, on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 34 and 41. At this point, the writer here begins to proclaim that eternity matters. When she continues by sharing, I was really impacted by a dear friend of mine the other day in conversation when she mentioned how God had placed love for strangers so deep down in her heart that she simply couldn't love them without talking to them about their eternity. The writer then says in, in her words, if love, if I love this person so much, then I should then I shouldn't, then shouldn't I, she says, be concerned for them about where they will live their eternity, whether it will be in hell or with Jesus. At this point, the writer makes it perfectly clear that to her, this is heavy stuff. And actually, not something I hear, she said, talked about all that often. Moving forward, she then says something very profound, of which I must say that I agree with wholeheartedly. When she, say, when she states, my friends, 
we as followers should have an understanding of what the Bible teaches about eternity. Believe it and live our lives as though it exists, not as though it doesn't. Continuing on, Shannon then says, I cannot say whether someone is going to heaven or hell. God is the only judge, and he is the one with the names in the book of life. But the Bible promises, she says, that whosoever believeth in him, okay, my friends, all together now, who is him? He is Jesus Christ. And all that believe in him, who is Jesus Christ, has eternal life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, says Jesus in John chapter 6, verse 47, has eternal or everlasting life. Jesus as well says back in John chapter 6, verse 44, that no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. The writer at this point reminds all that we are to keep these things in mind. When she states, it would, she, she says, I would encourage Christians to believe and live out their life on earth, firstly, with the assurance of their salvation, which comes from Christ Jesus, and that the day of Jesus' returning can be the greatest day of your life rather than the absolute worst. But in that, I'm not denying, she says, the fact that this is most likely still going to be full on and to secondly live passionately defending and fighting for our brothers and sisters' eternal or eternity also. What I do believe she was alluding to here is the tools given to us by the Lord God in the use of prayer, fasting, and in the operation of biblical spiritual warfare, which is always headed by the name and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as God's written word and his Holy Spirit. Shannon ends her piece by stating, we cannot make the decision for them to follow Christ, but we can love wholeheartedly and dare to be bold. This life and its troubles only last a second compared to what comes next. My friends, we have so many things going on, and I don't want to forget to include this last scripture that she has posted at the end of this article, which is where Jesus said, For behold, I create new heavens and new earths. Excuse me. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. And this is in Isaiah chapter 65, 17. So it would have been the Lord God speaking at that time. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17. My friends, what the Lord God is telling us there 
is that one day, as in a moment, this world will be past. But the fact is, is eternity is forever. And yes, we will spend it either walking the streets of gold in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ and ruling and reigning with him, or we will spend it this eternity, gnashing of teeth in torment in the lake of fire with Satan, his evil angels, his demons, his antichrist beast, false prophet, and all those who rejected the free gift of the Lord Jesus Christ to receive him as their only way of escape, or in other words, savior, from that which is the punishment that the Lord God has prepared for those who would not honor his one and only begotten son who laid down his life for the entire world through the shedding of his precious and holy blood, my friends, by receiving his one and only begotten son as their only way of escape, or in other words, personal savior. This is God's plan, my friends. In the New Testament time that we now live in, the Lord God prepared a way for mankind to be drawn back to him through a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. That's why he allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to come here and walk the earth as one of us, as an example. But the fact is, is there is none of us except the Lord Jesus Christ who could ever take our place upon the cross of Calvary by the shedding of our blood and bring us eternal life. It is only the Lord Jesus Christ that could and has done that for all in the world who will accept it. But my friends, we do see that there are two camps. There is the camp of the Lord, those who will receive the Lord Jesus Christ and walk in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are those who walk unrighteously before the Lord God, spitting in his face, carrying on, doing all that Satan does, because Satan knows that his time is short. The problem with human beings is they don't know that acting that way, they're following Satan into the place that was prepared for him, not them, if they would just obey the Lord who created them. My friends, today is the day of salvation, and the Lord God has given us a plan of salvation, only one. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. And the Lord God only has one way for us to come into the kingdom of God. And it is this, found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, that say that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine or your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou or you shall be saved. For with the mouth, for with the heart, rather, man believeth unto righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, as I like to say. The word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, or your way of escape through the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He is Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, the black, the white, the red, the yellow, my friends. The blood that runs through our veins is all the same color. And if one of us, no matter who we are on the face of this planet, in good health, were in need of blood, we could take one another's blood. For the Lord God has made us and created us as human beings equally. It is man who's tried to bring the division through the plans of Satan that one race or sect of people is better than another. Now, my friends, I don't believe in social justice gospel, but I do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God, and the word of God firmly lets us know that anything that divides us comes from Satan. And everything that is good comes from the Father of lights from above, who is the Lord God and the Father of the one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, that came to take our place upon the cross of Calvary. In the shedding of his precious and holy blood for the covering and remission of our sins, so that we do not have to die in them. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. For whosoever, says the word of God, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. My friends, the word God is a title. There is the one and only true and living God. There's false gods, and so therefore it is a title. The name of our God, the one and only true and living God, is Jesus Christ. He is both man and spirit. He is both God and man. He is the one who came from eternity past to eternity present to make us ready for eternity that is yet to come if we will only receive it. And if we don't, my friends, it is our own fault that we end up in the lake of fire for all eternity. Just as Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15 outline, when John the Revelator saw in a vision that which is still yet to come, my friends, and he says, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. My friends, there are volumes and volumes and volumes of books written with the names of those that are on their way to the lake of fire for all eternity by their own choice. But there is one book, the Lord says, and it is called the book of life that contains written in gold the names of those who are on their way to eternal life through the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But my friends, I do want to warn you, the Lord God does tell us that our names can be blotted out of the book of life. It is all throughout the word of God, and in some places put exactly that way, that you don't want to have your name blotted 
out of the book. It says, And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. The dead were written, were, the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, my friends, because they had died physically and also spiritually, whether they were in the grave or dead men walking at the time that this takes place, because this is right after the millennial kingdom time. This marks the beginning of eternity when the Lord God separates the sheep from the goats and it says that the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books with an S according to their works. Our works aside from the Lord Jesus Christ are as filthy rags and to the Lord. He will not even look upon them. It is only the one who is covered, spiritually speaking, with the precious and holy shed blood of his one and only begotten son, meaning that they have received his son, spiritually speaking, as their only way of escape. Just as it was in the time of the first Passover when they put the, struck the blood upon the sides of the doorpost, my friends, it was a type and shadow of the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ would come one day to cover us, spiritually speaking, with his precious and holy blood that we would not meet death, eternal death. Some may die before the time, but we will not eternally be in the grave, and we are never dead when we belong to the Lord, because as soon as we leave this body, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord when you belong to Him. You're never dead. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. See, there's a lot of belief systems upon the earth today that believe that you get to heaven by good works. Well, my friends, you don't get to heaven by good works. You get to heaven by being born again by the Spirit of God and calling Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and walking in the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. And all the works that you do then are received of the Lord God because there again he sees the mark of the precious and holy shed blood of his son upon those works, spiritually speaking. He knows the difference. He knows the end from the beginning, my friends. He knows everything. He knows every hair on your head. He knows your beginning and he knows your end. So there's no use trying to fool him. You're only fooling yourself. It says, and death and hell were cast into hell, into the lake of... Let's see, let me back up there. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. My friends, the second death is to forever be separated from God, Jesus Christ, the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, and from all those who tried to point you in the direction of a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The second death is to be cast into the lake of fire, as the very word of God states right here, when it says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, 
Today is the day of salvation, says the Lord God. He is turning up the heat. He has brought President Trump for such a time as this. My friends, we can't get our eyes on the fact that the Lord decides to use a donkey or whatever. He's able to use anything he wants. And the reason I use the terminology donkey is because he did use a a real live donkey in the Bible to speak to a man who was going awry from the Lord. The Lord spoke through that donkey to tell that man, you better get back on the straight and narrow path because the fact is, is you're treading on thin ice and ready to fall into the lake of fire. My friends, the Lord says today is the day of salvation. President Trump has been a gift granted to us for such a time as this. But it's all up to you what you do with that gift, because the gift is from God. President Trump is just following along in what the Lord is using him for. And I say, bless his heart, and I pray by the time that everything is said and done, that he is walking the streets of gold with us, because right now, I don't see that, but the Lord is able And he still hasn't taken his last breath. Because, my friends, if we will ask the Lord Jesus Christ before we take our last breath, and I don't mean at our last breath, because as I said before, the Lord God knows the end from the beginning, and he knows when you will take your last breath. And if you think for a moment you can live a life of debauchery and then on your dying last breath ask him to forgive you, it will be his discretion as to whether he will or not. But I wouldn't want to play with fire, my friends. So, my friends, today is the day of salvation. While it is still called today, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and only Savior, your soon-coming King and Messiah. My friends, today the Lord Jesus Christ will welcome you with open arms, and He will take you through the times that are yet to come, because The plan of salvation is like this, my friends, in a nutshell, which there's a whole lot to say about it, but I've only got a second to say it. And that is, we are to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Then we are to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of His Holy Spirit, so that His Spirit is not only with us, it is in us, and He's able at the last day, the Lord Jesus Christ is able to lift us up off of this earth, my friends, in the rapture. It is only by the power of God's Holy Spirit that you could be lifted up off of this earth. You must have it. The Lord Jesus and the Lord God this weekend, on the very day of Pentecost, on the very day that he uh, sent back the Holy Spirit, not to only be with men, but to dwell within men, said, that from this point on, right now, where we are here today, this very day, June 3rd, 2020, that only those who are filled with the indwelling power, working, and anointing of His Holy Spirit will survive, His very words, the last leg of this trip. My friends, get ready, because eternity is on the way. Heaven is real, and hell is too. And I would just like to say a short prayer before we leave here today. Lord God, I pray that each and every person will take the time 
on their own. It is their responsibility to receive your one and only begotten Son, who is none other other than Jesus Christ, as their one and only Savior and soon-coming King and Messiah. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking our place upon the cross of Calvary. Each person must ask you to forgive them of their sins. And I pray that everyone that comes in to contact with the hearing of my voice through the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit within me will be drawn to you to do that before the time is too late and their time is up. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. Teach people that will call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I know you will, to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for themselves. And we give you all glory and honor and praise, Lord Jesus, for taking our place upon the cross of Calvary. And I pray that many will come into your kingdom this day. And to do that, they can go back and review Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13 which is the very one and only plan of God for salvation through the precious and holy shed blood of his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace or his perfect shalom, my friends. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us and of that there is no doubt. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus, and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?